morning. It is uh, nine o'clock here in California. I am Francisque Savignan, the founder and CEO of EPAR Trade. Welcome to Race Industry Now, the technical and business webinar series from EPAR Trade. This is episode 106, and we are going to be talking nano lubricants with the great people from Bestline. With me this morning is Judy Kin, the co-founder of EPAR Trade. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Francis, Brad, and everyone. Good morning, morning. Mr. Brad Gilly. Welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm fantastic. I hope you're doing well also. Absolutely. We had another really good week too, and we are very excited to have this webinar going, right? Exactly. And let me step in here. I mean, it's already been a good day because our newsletter went out this morning to over 57,000 racing professionals. Leads went through the platform from one distributor in South Africa, one last night while we were sleeping came from Puerto Rico. So there are no boundaries and this platform works 24 seven. Yeah, absolutely. Already. Uh, absolutely. And that's the beauty of being online. You don't have borders. So, you know, you just connect people from around the world. But uh, so this morning, we're going to be talking um, with uh, Perry. And I think uh, Perry from Best Line is going to be brought on by our producer, Reed Keneski, is going to bring with him uh, Mark as a special guest. Uh, we did get a last minute um, issue with uh, uh, Perry's uh, guest, Chris Davis, who had a, a commitment that could not be rescheduled at the last minute. So Chris won't be with us today. Am I right, uh, Perry? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, today. Uh, so unfortunately, he can't be with us, but he prepared a uh, you know short video uh, to say how much he likes working with Perry and Best Line. So I'm going to probably ask our producer Reed Keneski to run that little video from Chris, and then we'll let uh, Brad Giddy take over. Is that okay? Sounds great. Okay, perfect. So Reed. Uh, on to you. Back here at the Pro Shop. Guess what, guys? Just got done loading up the funny car, making sure everything's good to go. Um, can't thank our buddy Perry enough sending us the best line, all the best product in the land, guaranteed. If you're not running it, you need to be running it. We run it in the chopper. We run it in the hot rods. We <laughs> run it in the dragsters. And there's no doubt that if you're not running best line, for real, you, we use this stuff in the dragster, in the bunny car, and I've had nothing but success ever since we started using it. We're having bearing issues left and right with different types of oil. We tried all the additives we could get our hands on. As soon as we started putting that stuff in, we were literally reusing bearing after pass after pass. Um, we just can't say enough about the product. We really want to thank Perry. Um, once again, best line is where it's at. Okay, very good. So thank you. Uh, Brad Gilly, we'll let you take over and then we'll see you in about an hour. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Francis. Really appreciate that. And absolutely looking forward to what we're going to be talking about here today over the next hour. The title for today's webinar, Diamond Nano Lubricant for Motorsport Applications by Best Line Racing. And our panelists today, Perry Anderson, the CEO of Best Line Racing, and Mark Haywood, a tribologist to talk about 
really how we can help your engines, not just in racing, but really in all applications, which is going to be a great thing. As always, if you have a question, feel free to type it into the chat. We'll answer as many questions as we can along the way. And we've got a lot that we're going to be presenting to you today to talk about the product and to talk about how it could benefit you. So, Perry, let me start with you, if you would, just give us an overview of, uh, of the Diamond Nano Lubricants and Best Line Racing and, uh, and everything we're going to talk about here today. Yeah, thank you, Brad. This is a, an exciting time for us. You know, the, the Diamond Nano Loop, uh, we're one of, the, one of the first people to really uh, implement it. We've been testing it for several years. Um, you know, micro lubes uh, were real popular and still are real popular, but uh, nano lubricants now uh, are, are really finding their place. There's uh, people that have been testing it and getting great results with, with nano lubes. And then when you start using the diamond nano lube, it, it creates uh, or removes a lot of barriers to what we have as far as uh, uh, you know, oil failures in a motor. But um, yeah, it's, it, it's an amazing product. Uh, we're not the only ones, by the way. So we're not saying that you can only get it from us. Uh, Mark actually is, uh, is the guy that helped me to develop this. It's a proprietary formula, so we can't talk about the exact what's in the, in the formula exactly, but we'll tell you why the Diamond Nano Lube outperforms everything else that we've ever tested. Yeah, you know, and Mark, if we could bring you in as well, look, there are a lot of engine oil additives, a lot of different products that people have used um, for decades now and along the way, but what's different? What sets Diamond Nano Lube apart? Well, um, as Perry just mentioned, we are the uh, blender um, of the products for Bestline. And, you know, regular motor oils are only set to a certain API standard. They're not set for racing applications. So when you add in additives that go up and beyond a normal motor oil, even a full synthetic, and it doesn't really make a difference of whose full synthetic motor oil brand you're talking about. It can only go so far as far as bearing protection. And this is where the nano lubes uh, and nano particles come into play because it is the newest, latest and greatest uh, friction modifiers that are being implemented out there in the field. And it spans way outside of just um, uh, motor oils and such, even in industrial lubricants across the board, we use nanoparticles now. And um, nano is available even through the medical industry. I mean, there's a lot of uses for nanoparticles nowadays. Uh, and as uh, time passes, as technology advances, uh, nano is gonna be the latest and greatest things coming down the pipeline. You know, Perry, anytime uh, you can reduce friction, you reduce heat, you reduce wear and stress of parts and products and everything. And um, tell us about really how this works and what, what, again, what the difference is, what sets it apart. I know you've got a great whiteboard back there to kind of help describe and illustrate what we've got. And I can't tell if you can see what's on the board, but so one of the, one of the drivers for this um, or how nano lubes uh, really got my attention is is the advent of zero weight oils, right? I discovered a few years ago working with a, a NASCAR engine builder, uh, I was surprised that they were using 020 on the short tracks, right? Um, I, I said, why? And he goes, well, because we want to get as much horsepower as we can out of that motor. Um, and you know, the thicker the oil, the more friction there is. 
I said, yeah, but that's going to destroy the motor. He goes, I don't care as long as it lasts 250 miles, right? So um, it was that. And then the new rulings because of the EPA, we have GF5 and GF6 rules that the oil manufacturer, engine manufacturers actually, and oil manufacturers are trying to comply with. And they're tough, especially the GF6, um, because you have to use a, you know, virtually a zero weight oil and still keep the motor together, right? So um, there are tighter tolerances. Uh, you just simply don't have the space between the parts anymore, but you still have to somehow lubricate them. And that's where the nanoparticles really come in, uh, and particularly the diamond nano lubricant. So um, can you see this, the black drawing at all? We can. Yes, sir, we can. So one of the important factors about lubricating uh, in the tribology world is you have what's called a boundary layer, right? You're trying to keep the metal parts apart. Um, and in the past, when we had, you know, 20, 50 weight oils, you know, that was fairly easy to do. And you have, you know, the zinc and the mollies and other things. Well, now that those tolerances are tighter and we're running zero weight oils to increase fuel efficiency, uh, that boundary layer is thinner and weaker. So it's, uh, it's all about the carbon chain, the length and the strength of the carbon chain in the boundary layer to keep those metal parts from touching each other. All right. So these are the asperities, you know, magnified, you know, the metal magnified thousands of times. That's what it looks like. So, um, the other thing I'll talk about before we get to this is the difference between micro and nano, right? Most people are still using micro lubes. Uh, nano is just now coming out uh, in mainstream, but the difference is a, um, a micro is about the size, if you were to compare micro to nano, a micro would be about the size of a grapefruit. A nanoparticle is the size of a pea. Right, so that makes the difference, the real difference, uh, especially with tighter tolerance motors, and to you know to meet the new GF5 and GF6 rules. So you know we're using uh, nano-sized particles that can find their way in, right, into the asperities and create boundaries, so that the lubricant isn't you know isn't stressed by the, the tips of the asperities. The, the, the diamond nanolube is in there to create a, a smoother, less friction surface. That's step one. Step two is that the diamond nanolube, the extra diamond nanolube that doesn't fill the asperities, actually rolls on top like little ball bearings, nano size ball bearings, right? So you not only have the lubricant, um, the base oil, you know, that's in there, you have the diamond nanoparticles that are also part of the boundary layer, protecting it. So what these do as they're rolling across, they're actually polishing the surface. And what that means is that it bends the tips of these sharp asperities over. And that is what you do with, a, with a, you know, if you have a, a polishing compound on a metal, you're not really removing metal, you're causing plastic deformation where that metal is actually folding over and going flat. That's why it's shiny. It reflects light, right? So that's called plastic deformation. So you're filling the voids. You're creating a, a, a less a friction, almost a frictionless surface with the other uh, diamond nanolube rolling on the top. Plus, as they're rolling, it folds those asperities over and goes flat. So it, it, it's actually polishing while it's lubricating. 
So that's three of the things it does. The other is a course that stays in the asperities. So if for some reason you lack oil at, at a particular time, the oil, you know, the oil pumps cavitating because you're taking a hard turn, or if my four by four guys, they're you know, on their side or upside down, uh, that oil is still going to stay there for quite a while. It's going to continue to lubricate. Um, and that's the other. But the other thing too that happens is that just the, the nature of the diamond nanolube is that diamond particles are hard. You're not going to break them. Uh, they're also almost impervious to heat. So now you have a, a higher temperature rating on the boundary layer, on those stress points. Does that make sense? It does, absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right, good. But yeah, so the, um, some of the main reasons that nanolube lubricants in general are becoming popular is because of the, the GF5 and GF6 rules where you have to increase um, your mileage. And the only way to do that is by reducing friction loss. Mark, as a tribologist, when we start talking about this, a lot of times uh, there, there's cause and effect to different things. You know, we put the oil in that the manufacturer recommends or your engine builder in the case of a race car or racing application. Uh, but now we're introducing something different. Uh, is there any sort of effect, positive or negative? I mean, we talk about the positive side of it and reducing friction and all of that. But does, does this change what oil I need to use or does it change the way I need to do something or uh, the frequency in which I need to change something? Absolutely not. It's the beauty thing about nanoparticles is it doesn't make a difference of what year make and model vehicle it is or what type of oil that is being run in that engine. You can put a nanoparticle in there or Perry's engine treatment and it's going to benefit them no matter what. Um, as a matter of fact, it'd probably benefit the older engines uh, just as good as a, a brand new engine. Uh, so there, there's benefits and there is zero negative consequences of putting nanoparticles in any engine. So if I'm an engine, if I'm an engine builder, you know, sometimes I might be stubborn and, hey, this is the way that I've always done it. Or if I'm a racer and, you know, I might have just dropped, you know, anywhere from five to a hundred thousand dollars on my new engine. Uh, you know, so now I'm a little bit worried about what is going to happen to it. What do you tell someone like that who, who is uh, set in their ways, if you will? Well, I mean, it gets pretty complicated when you're dealing with chemistry and uh, the new technology and nanoparticles. My suggestion to anybody that's looking at uh, adding any of these products inside their engines is just do some research. Uh, there's a lot of articles out there. Uh, it, it's coming out more and more frequently now that the uh, data and the testing has been done. Uh, to show the benefits of nanoparticles inside of an engine. Uh, but they just need to um, just do a little bit of research and they'll find that it is the latest and greatest technology that is available. Uh, way back in the day, uh, the PTFE was the latest and greatest thing. And as that has evolved, uh, nano is now the new stuff. So uh, my suggestion to anybody out there, just do some homework. Yeah, now, there's, uh, sorry. Go ahead, Perry. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's some great research articles that uh, that I looked at years ago to um, figure out if this is the direction we wanted to go over what we used to use. Um, there's a, an online magazine for tribologists called Wear W E A R, and uh, they've got some great, super in depth uh, articles on what diamond nanolube does at the microscopic level. So um, you know, if anybody's super interested, you could do that. 
The other thing, uh, actually, it's kind of a funny story with Chris Davis. When I first met him, uh, we were out at a racetrack. I just started talking to him and his crew. I said, hey, I've got this, I've got this great new product. I think you'll like it. And you know, we talked for a few minutes and they're pulling the motor apart. You know, as you know, with Nitro Funny Cars, they have to pull that thing, that engine completely apart after every run. So, you know, he's got the blower off, you know, the manifolds, well, it's part of the blower assembly, but you know, the, the engine just sitting there open, right? So he grabs my gallon of product and just dumps it in and they bolt it together. And I'm thinking these things blow up all the time for all kinds of reasons, you know? <laughs> If it blows up now, you know, I'm going to look bad. So I was crossing my fingers and toes. We go out to the starting line. He does his burnout. He races. He had his, and I'm not saying this because of our product. It just was great that it happened. He had his fastest time ever you know, and won the race. And then he pulls the motor apart afterwards. I have some video on that. It's a little, uh, a little rough, but, you know, he's pulling the bearings out. He's going, we could reuse these. They look brand new. And he's slapping them back together. So uh, th that was, you know, and, and, you know, with nitro funny cars, as many of you know, you have fuel dilution, a bunch of that nitro, which is a, a harsh cleanser. You know, it's a floor cleaner back in the day, yeah. you know, in the war era, um, it, you know, it dissolves everything. So uh, with fuel dilution and all the horsepower and the banging and the vibration, my product helps. Diamond Nano Loop helps. And the other thing I want to say about Mark, too, anybody out there that wants to do, you know, bulk buys or have their own version of this, Mark's the guy, right? So I'm not saying you have to buy our product. We're the only one because we're not. We happen to be um, very innovative and will continue to be. And we have a great formula over the last two years. You can take a look at all the five-star reviews on Amazon and on the website and everywhere else. It just simply works 100% of the time. We do a lot of... Uh, uh, Sorry, uh, you know, it, testing on dynos and 100% of the time so far, we're increasing horsepower, right? So, I mean, that's just evidence. It also, um, Mark makes a, a transmission and gear treatment for us that some of my commercial, a lot of my commercial guys actually are using now. We're selling a lot of 55 gallon drums now of both um, to the heavy equipment and commercial guys because they're using it on the hydraulic equipment and they're able to measure the temperature before and after, we're dropping temperature every time. And we have good seal conditions in there, so it protects the entire system. But, you know, it's it, it just works uh, under extreme conditions. Uh, Mark, here's a, a question for you then on this as well. You know, let's just say whatever my application is, Um, you know, my son has a Nissan and it kind of freaked me out a little bit to buy a zero weight oil to change the oil in his car because that's not something I'm used to. But, you know, my motorcycle takes a 15 weight oil. You know, when I'm putting this additive in, does it impact whatsoever the weight of oil that I'm already using for the bulk of that change? That's a great question. And it is absolutely, it does not. Um, the way Perry's uh, formulation is designed is to make sure that it's not modifying the principal properties of the oil that it's being uh, implemented to. Uh, the other thing I want to point out here is um, outside of just nano and Perry's products, there's a lot of different other benefits uh, that are packed in that bottle outside of just nano. It has oxidation control factors involved. So as an example, if you put that into just a generic motor oil that they recommend changing at 5,000 miles because it gets oxidized. They can look at that oil at 5,000 miles and it'll look brand spanking new yeah. because we're controlling it 
from breaking down by the additive pack and the oxidation control factors involved in that formulation. And I can say this, as Perry just mentioned, uh, we do a lot of private label out of all the private labels that I do on engine treatments. And I'm not saying because Perry's on the <laughs> webinar here. Uh, I do this because uh, we work together on the testing of these formulations and by far it's the best engine treatment that we produce, hands down. It's got, it, it crosses every single box uh, that you're gonna need from an oxidation control. It has the additive pack uh, that motor oils already have is just a booster to it. It's got other friction modifier properties in it outside of the nanoparticles. So that makes it an all-in-one functional product. So when we're competing against the graphenes and the PTFEs and all that, I can guarantee you that the best line engine treatment will far surpass all those products in a test. And what's it, Mark, or I'm sorry, Perry, you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier today. And, um, and you know, if you've been watching this, I'll talk about what I love to do, and that's my passion for motorcycling, but I have a wet clutch, and I've seen where people have put some automotive oil in their motorcycle, and that wasn't necessarily the best thing to be able to do, and Mark had mentioned the PTFEs and everything. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. I'm using the diamond nanoparticles, can I use it in a wet clutch application? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As, as we talked about before, you know, I had a, a, a Honda Valkyrie 1500, the flat six, that produces 100 uh, foot-pounds of torque and 100 horsepower. Um, after using my product in it, um, you better hold on because when you pop the clutch, it's going to grab, right? So, and, and I've got a number of Hayabusa racers out there that are, you know, they're five, 600 horsepower and same thing, you know, it, that clutch isn't going to slip. And the reason is we're treating the metal, not the clutch fiber pack, right? So we're, we're, we're treating the metal discs, not the fiber portion of it. Um, oh, and the other thing about plastic deformation, because we're folding these over and visually making them shinier, it's also increasing the surface strength, right? The pounds per square inch increases because instead of tip to tip, we're folding those over. So it's actually a stronger, harder metal. So that works that way. I'm gonna talk about the additive, uh, the oxidation uh, additive packages that we have. Um, our commercial guys, uh, a lot of them will only change their oil when they do an engine oil analysis, right? And some of the, and one of the, the main uh, things they look at in that, not only all the other contaminants that might be in the oil, but the total base number, how, how, how acidic that oil is. When it drops to a certain point, they dump it. They're telling me they're able to extend their oil life at least two to three times. And these are guys that live in their trucks, right? And they're changing their oil you know, every two to four weeks. So uh, it's super important to them. Plus they're getting less, um, you know, the other thing that I, I tell my customers, because it's true, you know, in the past, before I got into this business, when I was a kid trying to race, um, you would put something in your motor because of the label that's on the bottle. You'd say, oh yeah, I want more of this. You put it in and you're not sure, you know, did it work? Is that, do I see anything? With mine, uh, with what Mark created for me, Within about a half an hour to an hour, you come back to an idle, it'll be quieter, running more smoothly. And if you're on a motorcycle, uh, when, you, when you roll that throttle back, your butt dyno is gonna feel it, right? Um, so it, it works every single time and you'll notice it. It's a real noticeable difference. And that's why, you know, for my retail customers online, 
um, and I have a full 100% money back guarantee. I've had to use it once in six years, right? So wow. it's, yeah, it, I mean, that's, we know what works and we guarantee it. And that's how proud we are of the product. We have a question from the chat and you've already alluded to this a little bit, but does the addition of the nano product affect the oil change intervals? And if by so, uh, if so, by how much? Um, should I still be going by manufacturer recommendations or my engine builder's recommendation or can I stretch it now? Mark, you wanna handle that or? Yeah, I can handle that one. Uh, and that's a great question. My recommendation to anybody that is um, doing their oil changes, I, on all my personal vehicles, I always change my oil early. Um, I use full synthetic oil on both my cars. Those motor oils can run 10,000 miles all day long. Matter of fact, they could probably run to 12 to 15, uh, but I change mine at eight. And I actually use Perry's product in all my cars. Um, but I would, I would stick to the recommendations on motor oils. The answer to the question, Yes, you can run them longer because the oxidation controls and all those other goodies that Perry has in his product, if you choose to do that, uh, my recommendation is change your oil when the factory recommends change your oil. And, and a big part of that is because we're in the business. I do the same thing. <laughs> um, I, I know what's going on in that motor and, uh, you know, I, I get stuff wholesale. <laughs> I change oil often, uh, but like I said, my, my commercial guys, my truckers, they're only going to change oil when the engine oil analysis tells them to, and they're telling me two times, two to three times, um, you know, so yeah, just. You know, the good thing about this too is, look, with EPAR trade, we're here, you know, we're talking to racers. Um, it sounds like when it comes to what Best Line is offering and with the diamond nanoparticles is that this is going to benefit my tow vehicle. This is going to benefit my race vehicle. This is going to benefit my pit vehicle, be it a four-wheeler or a side-by-side -side or whatever it might be. Um, is there, you know, and, and look, some of those vehicles might take eight to 10 quarts of oil. Some of them might take two to three or four. Does that change the amount of, of your product that I'm using or how does all of that work? Yeah, sure. Yeah, the the uh, the usage rate is one, We uh, and, and we've, we've made a more concentrated version. So the bottle is only 12 ounces. Um, but a 12 ounce bottle will treat five quarts of oil. And that's, that's for your daily driver. Now, if we're doing high performance or racing, we double that, right? But there's no reason uh, our test data that we've done at Southwest Research uh, shows that anything over, uh, you know, over two, over 24 ounces per five quarts, there's no real benefit, right? So, uh, you know, I have some people that say, hey, can I use your stuff 100%? It's like, yeah, you can, but you'll be wasting your money. You know, doing, uh, you know, doing, doing 24 ounces per five quarts is the maximum benefit. So I wouldn't do more than that. It won't hurt it. I mean, you know, if you want to use 100% of our product in your, in your engine oil, go ahead. But, you know, realistically, that's just wasting your money. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> I've always told my, my daughters before when they were growing up and they were first old enough to have perfume that if one squirt smells good, it doesn't mean that five are going to smell better. So, you know, <laughs> more people need to know that. Yeah. 
Right. So, you know, we'll stick with what we know. Uh, you know, if, if people have done any kind of their own research, if they've sent away their own oil and, you know, they look at what the results are and everything, and, and especially if you get on any kind of form and it doesn't matter what kind of motor vehicle it is, we all know that uh, whoever brings up an oil thread is uh, is probably sometimes the most hated person because it's going to go on forever. But when we start talking about things like how it affects oil shear and, and the additive package that's already in the oil and all of that, uh, Mark or Perry, either one of you, whoever wants to take this, how does how do diamond nano lubricants affect that in any way? Mark, yeah, shearing is uh, an interesting topic that needs probably be further testing. Um, but uh, just under the theory from what our chemist is saying uh, that uh, shearing shouldn't be an issue at all. Yeah, so yeah, basic, oh, go ahead, Perry, sorry. Yeah, yeah and there's, there's a lot of data um, from, the, the, uh, on, from where on their, on their site. You can take a look at the anti-scuffing performance of diamond nanoparticles and oil additives. Uh, they, they've done a, an incredible amount of, of research and testing there that might help to, to um, answer some of those questions about sharing too. But, you know, the, the, all the test results show that you know, the scuffing and shearing, um, because of the, the diamonds, uh, the diamond nanoparticles don't go away, right? They're really the buffer now. They're really the boundary between the two, uh, you know, between the metal components. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, Perry, but you still have the videos up on your website to show the demonstration of shearing yeah. uh, on the bearing test. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, there's uh, some guys that are independent uh, they're called Snail Trail. You can see them on YouTube. At, uh, if you uh, look for Snail Trail and, and uh, type in Best Line, or it's also a link on my website. But uh, I actually had them because there's other people that were doing you know, that, that test and ambient um, and not doing it properly. I made sure that they brought the oil up to temperature, 300 degrees. Um, oh, and I want to talk a, bit, a little bit more about that too. Um, but they brought the oil temperature up to 300 degrees before they did each test. And each test they did was exactly the same. They cleaned it, they, you know, they, they, they took the necessary steps to make it a lot more scientific than the others that you might see online. But that's a, that's a primary test that we can do very inexpensively anywhere, right? And then uh, beyond that, if that performs, then you know, send it off to a, a test lab like SWRI. But, uh, but yeah, they're there. The other thing that I discovered um, working with uh, some race car companies, engine builders, uh, you know, the oil temperature between the bearings, they're telling me it gets up over 400 degrees. And that's where you really start getting, um, if it's not formulated properly, you start getting, you know, the additive packages start breaking down. And, um, and a lot of the discoloration in your oil is due to the oxidation of the additive packages, not so much the metal or the contaminants. It's the additive packages just are burning up and they're turning brown. So that's another thing to look at when you're ready to change your oil. Does the oil still look clean or is it, you know, and in, in, in humid environments, hot, humid environments, the, the moisture in the air is going to mix with the oil and it tends to go more acidic. So you'll have less, um, less of oil life, right, in those environments versus something that's cold and dry, right? It's just a... It's just uh, kind of part of nature nowadays as our environment seems. I'm it's gonna be 106 here today in Sacramento. So it's, it's uh, yeah, things are changing. Wow, 
Wow. Uh, if you do have a question, feel free to type it into the chat. We'll uh, certainly get to as many as we can and answer anything that you can put up there. We do have another one that says, in my transaxle, I use half 90 weight synthetic lube and half automatic transmission fluid. Can I use the nano lube and will it negatively interact with the mix? Yeah, they can certainly use uh, what we call our transmission and powertrain product uh, or transmission and gear lube product. Uh, it's a highly concentrated product. It's not anything like the engine treatment. You know, the engine treatment has components in there, like I said, for, for antioxidation and also cleansers. But the, uh, for the transmission and gearboxes, we don't. It's, it's, it's a more concentrated product. So you only need about four ounces out of the 12-ounce bottle. That depends on the size of, different, of the differential, how much fluid there is. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, I've, I've got a number of guys, especially in the off-road business, and on um, you know the racetrack, oval tracks, things like that, that are burning up differentials using the uh, the, tran the our transmission treat with incredible results. Wow, that that's pretty uh, that's pretty interesting. You know, we were yeah, talking yeah, earlier, Perry. Yeah, one more thing. I was also told I haven't tested this, but I was also told differentials. There's a a lot of friction loss in a differential. So yeah, it, 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 if that's the case, uh, they're picking up a lot of horsepower. They're telling me about using the product. Hmm. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. You know, getting back to the NASCAR thing, when people start uh, putting in fluids specifically, say, for a qualifying run for two laps, you know, you know, in, in the rear gear, I mean, they might put the thinnest thing possible, knowing that they're going to change it before the race. But, you know, just for that very reason, yeah. how often do I need to do this? Is this an every oil change thing or does this stay in the engine? How does this work? Now, they ought to use it at every oil change. Um, you know, the, the, the transmission and gear loop, it's going to last longer because you're not changing that every you know, 5,000 or 10,000 miles. But on the engine side, yeah, the engine treatment, you should use it on every, every, uh, every oil change. You know, the additive packages that protect everything else, uh, those need to be replaced. You know, the diamond particles will actually stay in there a lot longer, but the, the other additive packages that are at just as important, uh, you know, need to be replenished. I have another yeah, question like from the chat. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, on Perry's uh, final thought on that one, um, when they do drain their oil out, uh, these are nanoparticles, so they will stay behind to a certain degree. There's also, as I mentioned earlier, other friction modifier properties that are also included that I'm not going to get too detailed on because of proprietary information, but that particular friction modifier technology will wear out over time. So particular i like to say they'll last in there for every two to three oil changes mm -hmm. uh but as uh, perry alluded to as far as the oxidation control and the additive pack obviously you're drawing that out so it will have to be replenished but make no mistake when you drain your oil out and you your regular motor oil back in you'll still reap their benefit from it not totally but you will still benefit from the product that is still inside the engine yeah, yeah, that's no, true. I, I do have customers that are skipping two or three times because they're trying to save money. But for maximum benefit, you know, use it at each time. Plus, you're also saving money on fuel. Uh, on regular, you know, of course, race car drivers don't care. But, uh, well, perhaps on the tow rigs, right? So uh, you're definitely, especially for diesel motors, they see the biggest difference because they're, you know, uh, it, it's a caustic environment in that motor. Uh, they're seeing a, a big increase, you know, usually about a 10% increase in mileage, in fuel mileage. Um, and you get a similar, probably half of that in a gas yeah. motor. So you're, you're saving money too, as well as extending the engine life. So what's that worth? 
you know, it's it's retail or eighteen ninety five a bottle, so you know, it's it's not expensive. You know, when we when you talk about additives and fuel or oil, and I mean, a lot of things are designed to do different things, and some are designed to just simply be detergents and cleansers, and maybe help keep carbon buildup and all of that. Does this have a benefit in that way at all, Mark? Um, from a carbon buildup standpoint, probably not. Um, but from a sludge uh, standpoint from oxidation of oil, definitely. Um, so yeah, as far as keeping the engine internal uh, components clean uh, and uh, eliminating any type of sludge uh, resin deposit buildup from an oil standpoint, absolutely will help with that, but it will not help with anything carbon related. Yeah, let's 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 bring this up, Mark, because I'm using. Uh... It's it's 100% mark on this on their what we're calling our power boost. It's the fuel catalyst. Why don't you talk about that? Because our diesel guys love it, but it's also applicable to any hydrocarbon fuel, including gasoline. But go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to mention uh, Perry mentioned the racers and their big rig trucks, and we sell Perry a diesel. Uh, we call it a fuel economy booster. In his case, combustion modifier. It's one of the same thing. It was actually developed for the U.S. military in the tanks uh, to reduce emissions and more power in the tanks uh, way back in our World War II, I believe. Uh, we uh, were asked by a certain country to develop a product that just solely focuses on increased fuel economy and reduced exhaust emissions. And we stumbled upon this material. We started testing on it and sure as heck, um, if you put this in, and, it, and all gas vehicles, when you put this in your engine or in your fuel, you get a 9% average fuel increase. And on all diesels, up to 15% increase in fuel economy. It's unbelievable stuff. And at the same time, because it's a combustion modifier, what it's ultimately designed to do is mix in with your gas and get a 100% explosion of fuel. So you're emissions coming out the tailpipe by at least 60% of more. Uh, on a brand new car, you can put it in there, you're gonna get zero emissions uh, by using this product and it gets wonderful fuel gains. Uh, so for all the diesel that are out there that are because of the gas prices these days, yeah. I would highly recommend that 15% gain uh, by buying Perry's product. It's a wonderful product. I was going to say I was in Northern California just two weeks ago and saw the gas prices at $4 and 50 cents a gallon. I mean, like a dollar, dollar 50 higher than where I am now. Yeah, that would absolutely make sense for, for anyone. Absolutely. In other words, in, a, in, a, in an environment as we live in today, uh, always economies to scale. How much is the product? How much are you gaining, et cetera, et cetera. In this environment, it's cheaper to buy the product, put it in your car, use it and save on that fuel cost because it's cheaper to buy it versus the gain and what you save wow. in fuel. Another question from the chat, what causes additives in any oil to oxidize? Oh, heat and wear, it's two factors. That's all there is. Those two components just destroy oil and it doesn't matter 
over time. You know, I took, this is a true story. You know, I bought a Mercedes. This is going back a while, a 2009 E350, and I, you know, I'm in the maintenance business in the dealership, so I the car i went into the service department and i started asking poking around to the advisors uh tell me about the maintenance on the car when do i need to change my transmission fluid but never oil in there is going to last forever yep mercedes as well mercedes-benz eventually changed their tune about five years ago because they were paying for a lot of trans and now they make you change your oil no fluid i don't care what anybody says lasts forever because they eat and wear, they will always break them, and you always have to change them. The only thing, percussion that you can do is put an additive pack in there to make them last longer. Uh, and obviously, that's where engine treatments and the protections that we have inside those bottles come into play. But ultimately, all oils need to be changed. Very good. Uh, Perry, you were telling me earlier about, um, I don't remember who someone who has a motorcycle school or what they were doing, but they actually forgot to add the oil back into one of their bikes when they were changing it. You want to relate that story again? <laughs> yeah, he's a, a customer up in, uh, in Redding or actually Red Bluff, California, that has uh, a motorcycle training school, right? So he's got a, a dozen or 15 motorcycles, you know, low powered motorcycles, but still the motorcycles. Um, on a Friday, they, used, they, they decided to go ahead and change the oil on all the bikes. They had a service guy change them. And they had their school, you know, Saturday and Sunday. And he was putting the, the motorcycles away on one of his older Hondas. For some reason, he looked down and saw the oil plug was out completely. It was, it was out. And he, so he started it and it ran and he, he was confused. So he put the, the plug back in it, put oil in it, and it ran just fine. And then he remembered he was using my product in it just before, you know, for a, a few months before that. So he decided to test it because it was an older motor, motorcycle. He uh, drained the oil out of it again, filled the fuel tank, put it on a stand, put it in second gear. He said it ran it all night, ran it out of fuel. And uh, it's, it was, it fired up in the morning and it's still in use in the school today, he told me. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, the stuff doesn't go away. I mean, it does stay in the metal parts. Uh, I wouldn't recommend trying that on your new car. Um, I don't guarantee that's going to happen every time, but, you know, we do silly tests like that. You know, I'll go to Harbor Freight when their motors are on sale for a hundred bucks, you know, put it up on the stand, run it, drain all the oil out, and we'll do a comparison. You know, it, it's, those are silly tests, um, especially on that Harbor Freight motor, because there's no bearings on the, uh, uh, you know, on the shaft or on the uh, piston uh, shaft, but it's, you know, it's aluminum on steel, so they wear out anyhow. Um, but anyway, that's that's part of what happens there. And that's why a lot of my four by four guys that get their Jeeps, you know, on their side, they're sucking air um, and actually oil pumps in a lot of cases will cavitate, especially the high the high output oil pumps. You're pulling more. You're 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 creating a low pressure area between the pump and its intake that's creating air bubbles um, and you're feeding that to your, to your rods and, you know, pistons, things like that, which obviously aren't good. And that's where something like this really comes in handy because you're going to retain that lubrication in the parts, even though you're feeding it air. 
You know, and that's interesting too, because in a lot of racing applications, depending on what type of engine you're using, uh, you know, I know engine builders, racers, you know, for years have always looked to whatever is going to be the best oiling system for what they do. I was talking to you earlier, you know, I've spent a lot of time with Legends cars, which use a Yamaha 1250 engine, and that Yamaha 1250 engine is designed to lean and you know have i, I guess what centrifugal force or whatever it might be keep the oil at the bottom but when you're running it in a straight race car and you're turning left and throwing everything over to the right side of the engine i mean sometimes it could starve the engine of oil and i'm sure there's a lot of other applications like that if someone doesn't have a proper oiling system or maybe even in some instances if they do like you said sometimes things are turning over and things are going the wrong way so um, being able to have that added level of protection i mean is that the best way to phrase it perry the added level of protection for this yeah absolutely yeah it, 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 it helps to prevent a catastrophic failure you know i get emails all the time where somebody says that you know they lost all the fluid in their cooling system their engine's overheating but they drove it to the dealer anyway and the engine's fine you know did my product help probably you know and there's plenty of tests that show it would but uh yeah it's it's certainly going to help uh the, the the catastrophic failures i uh I, I, I'm going to say I can't say that our product is designed for this sector, but I have guys that have private planes um, and some are, uh, you know, experimental and they're using my product because they're upside down a lot <laughs> on these Lycoming engines, you know, so they say, hey, man, this stuff works great. My engine's cooler, but it's not designed for aviation. Don't use it in your plane. But they do. <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, so another more questions from the chat. Perry, remark, uh, whichever is the best one to take this. Uh, can you talk more about coefficient of friction? Yeah, Mark. Or I uh, yeah, go ahead, Perry. Yes. Yeah, so so the, the, the coefficient of friction is, uh, is a, it, it's really the test that we do. We do, you know, several of those. Um, you, you know, it, it's a, it's a sliding test, right? Where you have, two pieces of metal sliding. It could be a four ball wear test or simply a straight rod. And you're checking at, you know, how much friction, uh, how much uh, heat as well as pressure you can put on the metal and measure a wear scar, right? So uh, in all the tests that we've done, our wear scar is much less than you know, any other traditional oil or any other oil additive package. So, uh, you know, the, what's always fun are the four ball wear tests where you have three balls in a cup uh, immersed in oil. You have another ball that comes down on a mandrel, a spinning mandrel, and you determine with the, with the test lab how much pressure and heat you want to test. But um, going to failure is always fun because you actually weld all three of those balls together uh, or four balls together because you pull down until, until failure. And you measure, say, okay, ours failed at you know 110 pounds. Everything else failed at 60 pounds. So that's that's kind of a it's a comparison between one oil and another. It's a good comparison that way. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of comparing the oils on that topic, you know, just as an example for the viewers, the question: If you took a regular full synthetic Mobile One product and did a, a failure to bearing test on it, they fail about 300 to 400 pounds per square inch. If you put a cup full of Perry's additive into the oil and rerun the test, you'll go up to a thousand pounds per square inch and the demo machine will keep on going. It's amazing how, how, uh, how it reduces friction in between two metal parts. 
Yeah, again, it's, you know, it's because that you know the boundary layer maintains it's it's strong, uh, as well as a very high temp. It's got a very high temp rating before it breaks. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other part. I'm glad you brought up heat because heat is actually uh, when you're running these tests, whether you're doing the four ball or a, a bearing test on a Timken machine, um, heat actually makes the product work better. The more heat you're giving it, the better it works. Wow, that's, that's kind it. of comes with motor oils, but that is the case with the technology we have. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Heat, yeah, the heat actually tends to pull those nano diamond particles into the pores. And, and stabilizes them that way. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept. And again, uh, you know, the guys at, at WARE, um, you can research that and it goes, you know, 30, 40 pages of data as to what they've experienced and why it does that. Wow. All right, here's another question uh, from the chat. And again, if you have a question, feel free to just type it into the chat and we'll answer as many as we can. You mentioned heat and wear being the cause of degradation of the oil. How do you define wear of the oil? Well, wear is really determined um, by the API spec of the motor oil itself and the oxidation uh, of the oil. That's how they're determined whether the oil is good or bad. Um, and the heat is basically just burning up, as Perry alluded to earlier, the additive pack that's inside the, uh, inside the oil. So... Um, each oil manufacturer is going to be a little bit different when it comes to that. Uh, obviously, full synthetics is much better than your, just your base oils. Uh, Semi-synthetics is going to be in between. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's just the heat that's going to break down the additive pack. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah, that's how you wear out oil. It, it's simply, you know, and again, moisture has a, a play in that too, right? So you... The oil is going acidic, oxidizes the additive packages, the heat and pressure will break it down also. Perry, where do you get your product? Uh, I mean, is it available in just in retail environment? Is it an online product? Where do you get it? No, no, we've decided to go consumer direct, right? And, uh, and you know, user direct to the industry. So um, like I said, we, if, if we had to, all right, I'll, I'll, the truth is, if we were to go through distribution, uh, normal distribution channels, and it would get stepped on two or three times, it would be a $29 or $30 product. We put the most expensive product in a bottle that we can afford to, uh, to meet the, the, the testing criteria that we want to meet. I want to have, always have the best product out there. Um, I couldn't go through those distribution channels, right? There, there's just not enough margin in there. So. Uh, we decided to go consumer direct for the most part. There still is margin in there for a single distributor. You know, so we sell, uh, like I said, we sell, I've got some trucking companies that are buying it and reselling it because they're servicing their vehicles and 55 gallon drums, things like that. So we do a lot of that too, but uh, not through, you know, besides that, you know, with, uh, with the typical uh, retail auto stores, they require a lot of, you know, millions of dollars of advertising, how much money you're going to spend, yeah, you have to buy your way in, and that's just not what we've decided to do. So, so if I, I, I'm interested for sure. If I want some, where exactly do I need to go? What's the website? Yeah, yeah, we're on our website at, at bestlineracing.com, 
Uh, you can also find us on Amazon and uh, walmart.com. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. Uh, you know, as we talk about this product too, and, and with a lot of the different webinars we do, we talk about different things and very specific types of um, engine oils, racing applications, consumer applications. Again, a V-twin oil is going to be different than, you know, your motor oil, whatever it might be. Are there different versions of this or is this fairly universal? No, it turned out to be really universal after, uh, you know, Mark and I were you know, decided what kind of parameters we wanted to meet two years ago as far as testing. Um, it also turned out it works well with V-twin oils. I've got a lot of Harley owners using our product. You know, and they're using any number of different kinds of oils. Uh, one oil company in particular will, if they call them, they'll say, no, you can't use anything else. But they use our product and they see a benefit anyway. So, um, and, and particularly on the V-twins, you know, they'll notice less vibration and less noise and it, it just happens and it happens quickly it's not something that you have to wait a month or two it happens in 30 minutes or, or an hour you know where they, they'll notice a difference but no literally i mean we got lucky with the formula it, it blends with anything out there you know i still highly recommend a full synthetic because again it's the length of the carbon chain that uh, increases the boundary layer strength and the shear strength so, you know, a, a regular mineral oil, uh, the, the, the carbon chain is shorter. On a synthetic oil, the carbon chain is longer and stronger. You know, that's basic. Yeah, well, the heat benefit as well. And again, if you're sitting on a V-twin that's air-cooled, uh, the heat benefit is going to be huge. But if you're having a racing application, you know, we know that, um, you know, if it, the more heat you're introducing, the more power you're potentially robbing uh, from that as well. And, and with something like this to be able to do that and... You know, look, nothing is obviously going to be maintenance free, but it does seem, you know, in everything that both you and Mark are describing that, you know, this really helps with your maintenance intervals, with a lot of your schedules, and just maybe with the peace of mind in knowing that, you know, you go out there and you run a long race, maybe you're running a lot of laps under caution, whatever it might be, where more heat is being generated, that now you've got added protection. That's right. That's right. And the other thing I want to say, too, I meant to say it earlier, but if somebody wants a complete oil, a full blended oil with the diamond antelope in it, Mark's the guy. Mark can do it for you. So, you know, uh, or if you just want components and build your own, that's, you know, let us know and we'll put you in touch with Mark. Well, that's another question as well, Mark. You know, if, I, if I'm an engine builder and I wanted sort of my own, you know, house brand or whatever it might be, you know, what, what can you do for me? Uh, well, um, pretty much we have 500 different products that are available, which is an awful lot. Um, but it, when it comes to motor oils, uh, we do custom blend a couple of different drag racing oils under certain private labels that I can't discuss. But um, certainly it, when everybody, what everybody concoct in their brain and it's in a fluid, we can make <laughs> The best part about dealing with us is we don't ask you to buy a truckload of product. Uh, we have very little uh, minimum order requirements, which is just one pallet per skew. Uh, we are very unique in that uh, space here in the United States. Uh, I know where all the blenders are. I know who they are. Uh, if you were to call up and want a private label of anything, one skews, 500 cases, I do 90 cases. So it makes it very cost effective for anybody that's looking to start their own brand uh, to give us a call, tell us what you want. I would almost guarantee you that what you're going to ask, we have 
a working formulation already in our books. If we do not, we'll custom make something for you. Yeah, and that's, how that's something I want. Sorry, I just want to add one thing. I, you know, I've I've talked to uh, a lot of blenders, if not all of them, across the country. And Mark's Mark's right. I mean, they're their tribologists, their chemistry, their ability to perform is top notch. And everybody else was, well, you know, we'll take a look at this. We'll come up with a formula. Six months later, it still hasn't happened. And then, like you said, truckload quantities. It's like, yeah, but I don't know if, you know, if I want to do a truckload yet. <laughs> you know, so um, it's, they've been super helpful. Um, and by far, the chemistry is right on. They know how to test it. So we don't have to do a lot of tests at independent labs. You know, that's a lot of money when you send something off to Southwest Research. You do a lot of testing ahead of time to, you know, get close to what we think we want and then send it off for validation. So yeah, if anybody wants it, it marks the guy. Now, some people are just satisfied with the seat of the pants feel that they get or what they see when they drain their oil. Some people want, you know, the full geekdom of knowing exactly what it is. If I wanted to see some of your data sheets and research and all of that, what, what can you offer? Well, a lot of that is gonna be, I mean, the data sheets are pretty basic. Um, you know, we, we don't wanna describe exactly what's in the formula, but uh, if somebody wants to sign an NDA and get, you know, get started with something that they, that they need that's special, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, or, or, you know, when you send it in for analysis or different things like that, I mean, do you have some of that stuff available? Yes, we do. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Perry, Mark, this has been fascinating. Uh, you know, I always love talking about things, especially when it comes to oil and engines, because I know there's a lot of different uh, topics out there that we can go. But, I, you know, something like this that, you know, is just simply a direct benefit to heat and wear, friction, all of those things. Uh, it's a pretty amazing product. That's right. Thank you. I see one last question, Brad. Do you want to go uh, through it? I don't want to interrupt. I, I saw one last one in, in the chat and then we can wrap it up. Yeah, sure. Uh, for those motorcycle engines that use the same oil for lubrication of the power producing components and the gears, what product would you recommend? And, and you know, back when I used to have my Harley Davidson, um, it, there's a lot of people who are putting the exact same product uh, in all three holes, you know, in the transmission side of it, in the engine side of it, uh, and in the uh, and the drive side of it. What would you recommend? Yeah, no, the, the, the combustion side, right? The internal combustion engine needs to use the engine treatment. Everything else uh, would use the, the transmission treat. There's, there's good reason for that. There's things that are in the engine treat that you don't want in the gearbox. Awesome. Good enough. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Very thank good. you. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, th thank you very much. What a great webinar. It has been recorded like we do every week. It will be posted later on on the ePortrait platform. If you missed it or if you want to share it with your friend, what you can do is, you know, uh, use that link and pass it around. We'll have it on our social media as well, YouTube, and promote it on our uh, newsletter. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday. Uh, we have something special next Wednesday, Judy, right? Right. I do, always. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll be talking about chassis uh, in um, in oval track and asphalt with the people from Anki uh, Race Cars. Yeah, Anki and, Race Cars based in North Carolina, along with Tom uh, Buzzy with uh, Buzzy Racing. 
Absolutely. And while we did that, we pushed a Paris product back on the homepage of ePortrait. So go on it, click uh, on baseline product, uh, connect uh, with Perry directly through the platform. All you need to do is log in. And, uh, and again, we, uh, we're here every week live for an hour, but the platform is open 24-7, 365 worldwide. So please use it, take advantage of it. This is a tool we designed and built for the industry. And uh, we celebrated our third year anniversary last uh, week. So, uh, right. you know, we look forward to the next, uh, you know, two, three, 10, 15 years or so. So um, thank you very much. And uh, we'll be back live next Wednesday at nine o'clock Pacific. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Registering on ePartrade is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the dropdown. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use ePartrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePartrade.